and I loved the process of me teaching and coaching other people what having a healthy body can do to your mindset physically emotionally mm -hmm. mentally okay I fell in love with that we sold our house. don't get too psyched because you haven't sold it yet you're an escrow Is. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Maria with Orange County Escrow Services here with our podcast Escrow, Heart to Heart with Escrow. And my beautiful friend today, my guest is Elizabeth Alameda. So I want you to introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about yourself, um, what you do. Give me a little brief about first your family, your upbringings, and then we'll, you know, jump into the the juicy stuff juicy talking stuff. yeah talking about you know <laughs> health and mental health as yep. you can see you know we're doing the regain recharge with your alignment balance and harmony in your life and we all need something like that so you know let's start in first and foremost happy cinco de mayo come on happy now cinco de mayo. Sha, 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 sha. <laughs> so happy cinco de mayo guys and before we we begin i just wanted to shine some light on you thank you and literally honor you for what you're doing i appreciate it and thank you. everyone that you're bringing on to your show to your podcast because you are inspiring <laughs> so many people thank with you. the content and everything that you're doing so i appreciate it wanted to shine some some loose some loose over here over here give it to me All yeah right. <laughs> um yes who's elizabeth almeida oh my god yes tell me so, we're all interested i have a lot of followers that yes ask me elizabeth <laughs> yes okay um so i grew up in la in huntington park a Dodger fan? Dodger fan all the way. Dodger, I bleed blue. It's good, it's good. <laughs> Dodger fan. Um, grew up in Huntington Park. I have a huge family. I guess your typical Mexican familia. Okay. I have five sisters, three brothers, and I'm the youngest of the hen house. Oh, nice. Yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. Eight, nice. How was that with eight? Híjole. Especially with sisters. I mean, I only have a little sister, but that wasn't as bad. Boys yeah. were, I, I grew up boys. I was a little bit tomboyish kind of a thing, but. Girl, it was different. We had in the house that we had, it was my parents had their room. The boys had their small room and the girls had the big master bedroom because, well, we needed another bathroom. So we all shared a bed and whoever was not home when they needed to be home, they had to sleep <laughs> on the floor. Uh, or, Sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, no one ever, no one ever complained. Yeah. We had everything we needed. We had everything we wanted, as far as a roof over our head. We had our clothes right. We had the love of our parents. We had that. We had all that. You know, Good. we didn't come up from having a lot. So I know how that feels, yeah. and I also know how it feels to work hard, hustle, and right. embrace it all. Mm -hmm. Because you can never forget, they call it like the, the old dog. You can never forget that old ruggedy dog, right? right? Because you have to go back where you came from. Right. And in hard times, yep. you go back to it. Like, man, I grew up where I did with having not much. But you don't know what you don't know right. when you're in those type of scenarios. And, and the area that we lived in, 
it wasn't the greatest. I remember I would see deals. I would be washing the dishes, and I would see, because we lived right across from the park, literally, literally right, okay. right across from the park, and I remember washing dishes, and I'd be like, oh, que ya que no la otra policía. Oh, oh <laughs> damn, they're busting a deal. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that yeah. was, you know, that was normal, and um, growing up that way, but once I left and I moved to, to college, ended up going to San Jose State for about a year okay. and a half. Good. Transferred to Cerritos College for a semester. Okay. And then after that, ended up going to Chapman University. Good. And as a Latina, uh-huh. okay, a Latina at a private college. Right. Mind you, I had to work three jobs. I was actually living at my sister's in Riverside and commuting back and forth. To Chapman? To Chapman. Wow. And feeling like a minority. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, talk about culture shock. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. But, you know, you do what you do and you work hard and, you know, you embed yourself with, with the people, the right people. Right. So, yeah, I ended up going to Chapman University. Latina graduated from Chapman University. There we for, go. With the peace studies that okay. had nothing to do right. with what I wanted to do. So okay. if you're a college student out there, I'm telling you right now, you are going to change your major three or four times. Yeah, I hear that a lot. A lot of my friends that went to different universities, they changed their you know, whatever they wanted to graduate and ended up being doing something totally different. No, I'm yeah. not even using <laughs> my bachelor's you want to, You're using it without even knowing, right? Yes, 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 That's good. Me. So I, a lot of the peace studies that I did was mediation, conflict okay. resolution, and all that stuff. So I guess you're right. I, you yeah, you, you were using it. So because right yeah. now, you know, what you currently do, obviously your role right now is you're the CEO and founder of Building Bodies University. And, you know, not many can say that you're a CEO and the founder, especially when you're helping people, you know, in this industry, outside of this industry, young kids. You know, um, I know you did LAPD as well mm-hmm. um, for their, yeah. you know, tell me a little bit about that. Like, how did how did how did Elizabeth decide to to do what she does now what made you come into this role or was it something that someone did that said I got to do this I got to help people I got to you know and this is what made you be where you're at so once I was at Chapman and I had graduated um, I got married prior to getting married I was working for a nonprofit organization Okay. And I had done my graduate for uh, my credentialing program mm-hmm. because most of the classes that got transferred from San Jose State didn't transfer for my credential program. So okay. I had to do peace studies, right? And through that transition, I ended up working for a nonprofit okay. after school programs. I absolutely loved it. Okay. So I oversaw 12 um, elementaries and then ended up, wow. yeah. Um, overseeing 12 middle schools in different areas, different locations. When I was there, I kind of figured out that I didn't want to be in the classroom. Uh I wanted to run my own show. I wanted to do things differently. I wanted to be able to have more voice into what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So that, right? And along that route, um, I got pregnant with my first daughter. So I have two daughters, two beautiful, beautiful sassy daughters. daughters. Yes. 14 and 10 years old. Okay. 10 is almost going on to being 14. <laughs> um, so I ended up staying home. Okay. I left the corporate world that I did absolutely love. I left it to, you know, stay home with my for my daughters mm-hmm. for about six years and then got divorced. And I was actually competing. 
Okay. I was doing bodybuilding bikini competitions. And the way I actually ended up doing that was I had a lot of health issues. Okay. A lot of health issues. Um, I was losing a ton of weight without even knowing okay. why I was losing weight. Um, I was going to the doctors. They had done so many tests and procedures to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And at one point, a doctor said, you know, is this all in your head? And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm waking up every morning. Like, my hands feel, like, swollen. My whole body was hurt. I mean, I was in severe pain for about wow. a year, year and a half. I couldn't sometimes even hold my baby. Wow. That was how bad it was. So I decided that I needed a whole life change as far as physically. Mm-hmm. Physically. Because if you don't know, if your body, if you don't feel well, if you have stress, mental, mm-hmm. all that, your body is going to release all these toxins to right. let you know that something's wrong. Right. And you got to listen to your body. Got to listen to your body. You got to yeah. listen to it when it whispers before it starts yelling at you. <laughs> so I didn't do that. I right? agree. So I decided to um, hit up my local gym. And I said, I need a personal trainer mm-hmm. and I need to switch my diet and everything that I'm, I'm doing. So yeah, I went to the trainer. I said, look, I was also diagnosed with gastroparesis, which is, oh, one wow. of, yeah. So your stomach, what happens is you're eating all this food and your stomach here, it works, right? It's working, right. breaking down the food, the process, right? And it was not doing that. So everything I was eating was not digesting. Digesting. And it was a stain here, so it would become like a rock. So I had to, from one day to the other, literally stop eating all the food that I enjoyed and that I loved. It was a transition, like, day to night. And it's funny that you say this because a lot of us, obviously, the older we're getting, either if it's older or younger, right? So we start kind of not listening to our body, but we become in the stage of pain, like, what's going on? And it and it kind of physically has to take you to that like very worsen you know pain to where you need to change your diet you need to change your exercise a lot of the times we ignore it I don't know but in the Hispanic you know community at least with my parents being so stubborn you know my dad would be like nah no way al doctor you know it's like for what I'm okay you know and we put that aside and we kind of grow up being you gotta suck it up you know like suck it up dude it's like you're not dying you know or or my my mom you my mom or my dad used to say pero te morices no estás sangrando you know you're good you know (laughs) so but you you mentally think like okay I don't need to take care of my body because I'm not bleeding I'm not dying but it comes to the point because I've been in that position I've been you know same thing stomach issues and now you have to change your diet now I can't eat red meat now I can't eat certain things and just like you I started exercising but you know tell me how you got into the bodybuilding you know because I thought at one point too I wanted to do bodybuilding (laughs) but that thing is it's mental you really have to mentally be strong-minded and strong will to be that dedicated to have the body but it but you know the body the eating the eating is the worst yeah i'm like yeah and i like to eat (laughs) (laughs) i hear you yeah so i ended up going to the trainer and Mm -hmm. i said i need to change and transition my my eating habits and just feeling different mentally physically emotionally right so we started training for about four weeks and then he said would you ever consider doing bodybuilding competitions. And I was like, loco? Uh-huh. me prancing around in a bikini? <laughs> like I'm 
shy. I don't yeah. want to be prancing around in a bathing suit for someone to tell me, like, you have problems here, 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 here. Right. We become right? judged, yeah. Yeah, you become, you know, I didn't want anyone to judge me physically, especially going from the health issues that I had and I looked really sick I'll post pictures you'll see be like damn what is it? <laughs> I did yeah I looked really bad yeah and it's not because I was trying to do it so I was transitioning right so at the time when I was married I spoke to my husband and I said look he he said that I would do really well should I try it so I did my research we talked and we talked and then we said all right let's do it okay and the trainer said give me four weeks four weeks to pretend like you're going to compete and if you like the transition, if you like how everything is flowing and feeling, then let's do the show. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to lose, so much right. more to gain. And I said, oh, okay, pues vamos a hacerlo. Mm-hmm. And we did. I loved everything about it, and I'm going to explain why. Okay. My whole world and my marriage, my personal life, was crumbling right before me. Mm-hmm. I had anxiety, I had depression, which I had no idea. My husband at the time had no idea, and if he did, probably didn't know, right? Right. So the only thing that I had full control over was my workout, was my eating habits, was my cardio. That was the only thing that I felt mentally and physically strong. Right. And emotionally, I was wounded and broken. Wow. But that was the only thing that kept me for so many years, I believe, to keep my anxiety and my depression on site. Wow. Like leveled. Because there was moments that I was just like, I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if I can do this. Right. But because what it takes for the working now, it's a mental thing. It is a mental thing. It really is. And it can be an emotional state of mind too. And I thrived and I loved it Mm -hmm. and I was competing for about four years became pro with a natural organization until finally I said okay yeah no mas I'm done and I started focusing on my children Mm -hmm. and my business so that's how my business started okay once I was divorced I was not working guys for about six plus years so although I had been a supervisor and worked with the districts and whatnot on paper I did not look qualified because I had not been in corporate America for six plus years. So wow. who in the world is right. going to hire? Yeah. A- so I literally would go door to door with my resume, try to get a nine to five job. And guys, I could not find anything. Right. With my schedule, with my daughters, y todo. Yeah. So I knew um, fitness like the back of my hand. And I ended up going to a local gym. Mm-hmm. Um, UFC and Corona. Uh, shout and outs to shout outs to UFC, UFC. and Corona because you guys were the ones who gave me my first <laughs> job, and so I went there and I was taking boxing and Muay Thai classes and I asked my coach, "Hey, you know, are they hiring coaches?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Are you looking for a job?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he said, "Let me ask the manager to see what he says," and I said, "Okay," and I spoke to him and I applied. I didn't have my certification yet. Okay. But he said, let's go through the process. You can get your certification, get certified, and then you can start working. And I loved the process of me teaching and coaching other people what having a healthy body can do to your mindset, physically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. mentally. Okay. I fell in love with that. Through that, 
I said, I want to run my own show. I don't want to work for a big corporation. You know, Jim, sorry, UFC, I love you. <laughs> you did awesome. You're doing great. Right. <laughs> Pero I yeah, wanted to You do- wanted more. You wanted your own, your own thing. I wanted my own thing. So I gave myself about a year. I said, I'm going to be here for a year. And I literally wrote down on a piece of paper and mm-hmm. I put it on the wall. I put Elizabeth Almeida, CEO, Building Bodies University there you go. Boot Camp. For a full year, I wrote that. I okay. saw it and I saw it and I saw it every day. So every day I was like, andale, grind, hustle, like it's yep. going to happen. And then finally, I had one of my girlfriends um, who wanted to team up. We found a location. I opened my studio. Oh, wow. Yeah, in Corona, a 1,200-square-foot uh-huh. studio, and started doing boot camp classes, started doing workshops. She was a nurse, started bringing people in to do, like, their wow. blood pressures, mm-hmm. in bodies. So it was more than just coaching someone and showing them what you can do physically. It was fitness, guys, is more than just a physical transformation. Right. It is within Mm-hmm. you've got to work within in order to have that full-on transformation. It's not just here. Yeah. It really starts here, and it starts in here. So that transition through there, mm-hmm. I had my gym open, Maria, for about maybe four or five months, and I had met Todd Durkin, who is the guru of gurus in the fitness industry, fitness oh, pros. Wow. Okay. He's um, – uh, Drew Brees's uh, strength and conditioning coach, Got it. LT, all them people's. And I saw him and I was like, I'm going to go and check this mastermind out. Mm-hmm. So I went, checked it out. And one of his guest speakers was Greg Justice about uh, corporate wellness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, still, my mind's always rolling right. as an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship was we're like, always looking into business where i was looking to well what if i do this what if i start another business what if it's you know it's the entrepreneurship but it's always this thing of you know curiosity Así andaba yo. so i'm uh-huh. sitting down there and he's like corporate wellness is sexy and i was like what is corporate wellness so he started diving into big corporations okay big companies that get services from you know uh gyms or like me right to come into their companies and do health and wellness programs for their associates or their employees okay and i was like huh all right all right so i texted my girlfriend i said we're doing corporate wellness she's like what the hell Wait, we just opened just the, just gym. Open the gym and i was like no, no 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 we're doing corporate wellness at this time i was doing for she was a nurse okay um, I was doing free pro bono sessions for the doctors and the nurses of oh. Kaiser, wherever she was at. But it didn't end up going through because it was a conflict of interest. It was the business with she was with me, and she was working there, so they gave me a no. Got it. And okay. I said, I got a no here, but I know I'm going to get a yes somewhere else. Somewhere. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. I said, we're going to do corporate wellness. Lo and behold, that same week that I got a no from there, I got a yes from another organization, another company. Nice. That they were looking for. Um, Edison, actually. Nice. Um, Those are big companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you. So that was my first baby. Um, Okay. They needed someone to come in and kind of guide them and help them. And um, my girlfriend said, hey, do you have about a week or so to pitch them what you do for a health and wellness program? And I said, all right, I I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Contacted my friend, Craig Justice, and I told him, hey, this is a situation. Your network is your net worth, guys, just so y'all yes. know. <laughs> Called him up, and he said, yeah, I'll help you, because I was part of the mastermind. 
And within a full-on week, I had my programming ready. I had my PowerPoints. I had pamphlets. I had everything, you name it, for that nice. presentation. That one was going to be, it's either going to make it or break it. Right. So, I, so you went in there prepared. No, dije, vamos. Yo, let's do it. Let's yeah. do this. So yeah. I went, and um, they loved it. And uh, the HR said, okay, you know, can can we start next week or two weeks? You know, can you and your team come over? Yes. Me yes. and my team will come over. <laughs> We're so ready. Yeah. So I called my girlfriend. I was like, dude, we need a team. Uh-huh. It was a team of just me and her. She did more of the management, and I did obviously the coaching. So everything ended up being amazing for that. Okay. Um, I ended up closing my uh, studio. Okay. Because I oh, didn't wow. have the manpower okay. and it just business wise and financially didn't make sense. Didn't make sense. Yeah. Closed it. And then another year later, ended up getting another big company, uh, nice. Carrington Mortgage Services. And we did all. I used to work for Carrington Mortgage. Yeah. yeah. Before you started the program. Yeah. You the see, program. I would have met you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. So I did. For- so what did you, what did you do? What's the, what's the program consist of? And now that you're talking about, you know, companies, big companies like Edison, big companies, Carrington is a big company as well. And the mortgage business right and something we've kind of discussed before at least for me and my industry mortgage industry we get caught up too much in Mm. too many hours and and it's all mental right so for me it's always sitting you know long hours and you know just answering emails and trying to catch up and it's just I can work 12 hours a day right and sit there but there's sometimes that I gotta you know I, I I have to catch myself and say where is my time yeah. Right. So comparing, comparing, let's just say, you know, with these long hours in, in, in Carrington Mortgage or these companies, you know, what does your program consist of, especially when it's mental health, when it's just physical, because we all have to take care of our bodies, even though we work these long hours or it's a company. I remember working for, you know, a company that used to kind of give you a discount to like some gyms, uh-huh. but at least they offer something so that you can go, go out there and get physical, you know, yeah. uh, mental, you know, um, to distress from your daily work, you know? So what did, what, what does your program consist of? And what did you see in many of these people that you work with that is common now? Because I came from corporate America, Mm -hmm. I understood what was needed Mm -hmm. because when I worked my nine to five and it wasn't just a nine to five, it was also after, right? Because I did enjoy what I was doing, but guys, I was exhausted I was tired physically, mentally, emotionally after I was done with my my responsibilities at yeah. work and I had to go back home. And I had no time, right, to work on me. Right. And I said, there's something missing. Mm-hmm. There's something missing and there's a solution for this. What can I do? Right. So when I had gone to the mastermind and he said corporate wellness, all that, tied into me I was like dude I used to work for a company I know how they feel mm-hmm. I know how it feels to be stressed I know to, how it feels to just want to eat whatever I know how it feels just to go home like you're there but you're not there right. so I created a program that was not just the physical transformation it was mindset it was soul it was physical and I said I'm going to bring my services to you guys why on site? Mm-hmm. Because there's no excuses. There's no excuses. You put them on the spot. Let's go. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I had spoken to, you know, the executives and for also the HR from the other company was, 
I don't, you don't need any equipment. What do you mean you don't need any equipment? No, I just need a room. I just need a room. I want this to be an access for them, for it to be easier. That after you're done with work upstairs, whatever you're doing, we have our, our times set for 30, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is come downstairs. I got you. Mm-hmm. And we did it. And it was, I'm huge on mindset. Right. You have to tap into the mindset here because if we can't tap into there, then nothing else can really work. We have a hundred things going in our brain and there's so many battles that we all deal with in here and we need to try to win it. Right. Right. And fitness is one way to do it. So one of the things that I'll share at the corporate company when I was doing the the fitness, she said, she came downstairs for the class and she said, coach, the only reason why I'm here today at work is because I knew you guys were going to be here. If not, I probably would have called off. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's your motivation and your, you know, to continue to, you know, because for me doing that program, right. It was, I'm giving the people hope. I'm giving the people that there is room and space for you. And mm-hmm. there is room and space to be selfish for yourself because when you take care of yourself, you're taking you're able to take care of everybody else. You are. And as a yep. Latina, I saw my mom growing up, it was all about all her kids and her husband and she was the last one, right? She was the last one. We can break that link. We yeah. can break that chain that, hey, no. The chain that we're molded to to serve others versus serving yourself first, taking care of yourself. Same here. My mother was, uh, you know, five children, and she did everything for everybody and um, never saw my mother do anything for herself or yeah. shop for herself. It was her kids. Yeah. And, yeah, we're, we're, for some reason, you know, we're molded to that. But, you know, at one point when you grow up, it's, no, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. So the programming was a lot of mental health as well, conditioning. I would call it conditioning the body, conditioning your mind, and conditioning your soul. Because one without the other, I said like a little, it's like a pyramid, like a chair right here, right? If you take this off, right? you got to make sure that your mindset is right what you're reading, what you're listening to, the people that are around you, right? That's a mindset portion. This is perfect because it's three legs, right? Yeah, three legs. Perfecto. Vamos a quitar el otro. Right? So this is one leg here. The second leg here, that's your physical aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Are you eating well? Are you working out? Are you moving, right? Because when you feel better physically, you're going to perform better in all aspects of your life, right? Right. And then the other one here is spirituality and soul. If you don't feel an alignment when it comes to that and you take the spirituality or meditation or that soulful part, it's going to fall. You take any of these out, it's going to fall. It's going to be not, it's not going to have that foundation that you need. Yeah. So in that program that I built was strictly for that and the transitionings. And I've had people that would come in growing, I swear super shy and like timid and stuff and then i would have the supervisors come back to me what did you do to them 
because now they're like really vocal yeah and they're speaking and they're it's a they're, confidence you you build that self-confidence in people yeah and it starts within mm-hmm. and it starts here so a lot of the things that we're doing was a lot of the mental mental health I think um, for the most part, let's just say for myself, you know, to meditate, right? Mm. Uh, my highest thing is as many as out of you guys out there, I don't know how to meditate. I don't know how to start to meditate. What do I meditate? Am I just sitting there? Like, what am I thinking yeah. of? Like, so it's the same thing for people who go to the gym and they don't want to go to the gym because they don't want to look dumb enough not to, you know, pick up a weight, not know what to do with it. Right. So I know that you also do online program, Mm -hmm. you know, with, you know, working out. And so that helped you a lot during COVID. It did actually in full disclosure, because I feel like there's always opportunity in everything that you do. Right. And I think the pandemic and COVID, it struck a chord for so many of us in so many ways. Yeah. So due to COVID, yeah. the two companies that I had, and I was doing really well, they had to shut down the program. Wow. They had to completely sh- uh, shut down the program because I was a private private contractor going into their companies face-to-face for physical, obviously, you know, working out and whatnot. So although we tried it, um, um, virtually for those companies, it was a big no because a lot of the, the funding that they were doing, and it was a sponsored program for their associates, they had to put it toward COVID. Wow. Right. However, for me, it was an opportunity. It was like, hey, that door closed. It's okay. Uh, we're going to be all right. My mentality was I want to make sure that all of my students, and I call everybody my students, because we're all students of life. We're all students. I want to make sure that they were okay. So I kept some of the, the people that I was um, working with because they, they stayed with me virtually. And a lot of them said, Coach, I'm glad you did it virtually because I think I would have gone through some sort of a depression. Yeah, and then and that, those were hard times for a lot of people. Oh I mean, working from God. home, I'm not a home person, so I don't like working from home because it's just distraction, right? We have our kids. We have, you know, at that moment, it was just like my kids trying to log into Zoom meetings with their school yeah. classes, and it was just frustrating because they had their struggle, right? So little kids have their struggle. The, sh- the, the shock that they had to, you know, take in, okay, going to school from home, doing Zoom and and not interacting with other kids and being able to, you know, do that for a whole year and a half to some two years, you know, it affected my children, my little ones. It did affect my little ones. But, you know, uh, again, you know, it's the mental, you know, health that, you know, we are trying to fix now and, you know, and how do we work from there, right? Because COVID was for everybody. So, you know, you're talking about the, the kids and the Zoom and everything. Um, through that experience, through the pandemic, I was actually pretty grateful because I got my life coach certification through that. That's something that I was like waiting on and waiting on and waiting on because I was really concentrating on corporate wellness. Right. So when I took a, a setback and I was like, I'm going to do my certification for my life coach. And it was just something that I absolutely loved. And I did it. And through that, I started doing virtual, yes, virtual um, uh, seminars, workshops for some schools up in Corona. Wow. Yeah. And then I started building my life coaching program for okay. my teenagers. And then I also did also life coaching for, for, for women. Mm-hmm. And it transitioned to 
working a lot more with the teens where that is a huge passion. I think everybody has their God-given gift. Correct. And if we listen to what the little whispers and when we're meditating or praying, you, you find if you think about something a lot, that means you need to do it. Mm-hmm. If it scares you, it's an opportunity. You got to do it. Right. And I will say, I was scared. Can I say shitless? Yeah. I was, but it was a thrill. Okay. So I started working with a lot of the the high school kids. Oh, wow. The principals and um, the peer counselors saw how the kids were interacting with me. And they wanted me to continue doing it. So since covid to now now i'm can i can start going in-house to okay. the schools up in corona so i'm super excited so excited santa ana you're next yeah let's do it santa, santa ana we need it um i also know that you work with some real estate um clients mm-hmm. so tell me about that new experience that you know i know i heard someone telling me that you got this big account with real estate and what are you doing with them because yeah. like i state being in this real estate you know um environment and the world it's it takes a toll on us i've been doing this for 20 some years you know and it's it can be very stressful you know to those who have to show a home to those who have to put an offer uh for those like my escrow officers out there you know we sit there long hours you know the loan signings and going out there and we deal with people we deal with different personalities and so it can take a toll on us it's it's sometimes i feel like i take some other people's bad vibes and i have to go and like clean myself and go maybe to like a store and sage everything because it it, it drags you and sometimes you bring that into your family and sometimes it's kind of like not everybody understands it but you know it's very stressful real estate for for me and my side is really stressful but tell me who you're working with and how how what what type of program are you helping them with so yeah you know what i would have to agree with you on that one because what you do uh, real estate, escrow, loan officers, insurance, you name it. It is a very stressful situation sometimes that you are put in because you're constantly thinking, even when you go home to sleep, you're thinking about the next thing that's coming up or, oh, the person's calling you or texting you, right? So tr- trying to find that those boundaries of, I don't have time, I don't have time. Well, if you look for time, you're not going to find it. Okay. So you got to make it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I'm working on, even more so, even when I was doing it at the other companies, mm-hmm. to uh, tell them, like, there's time. You have 30 minutes for you. Yeah. And those 30 minutes, hell's not going to break loose. No. Well, 30 minutes. Yeah. They can wait. Yeah. Yes. And that's it. Because if you work on you, then you're going to be invincible. You're going to feel like you got this shit. Like that's what what the programs are. And I see, yeah, a lot of the real estate and like we were talking about is it's constant, constant, constant. And if you don't work on here and here, your body's going to shut down. Down. So um, for that real estate company up in Corona, and it's a work in progress, that will still come in. Um, But that's something that I wanted to do. I want to make sure that people and the service that I'm giving, that they realize whether they stay with me for a short amount of time or for a very long time, I want them to know, like, there is always time for me. Yes. I just have to make it. Make the time. That's why it's so important to have that calendar. I'm old school, man. I have to have my my calendar, and I have to literally jot down everything. Because if someone calls me and says, you want to go out? 
hold <laughs> up. <laughs> I can fit you in here. Yep, I agree. But your That's workouts, good... and I would tell um, a lot of the you know, agents that I was working with is um, you got to pretend like it's an appointment with you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to break your appointment with you? No, don't break your own appointment. You're disappointing you, just yeah. like you wouldn't break your appointment with anybody else. Why are you breaking it with you? And be I like, agree. Uh, what? Yeah, you yeah. have to. And girl, let me tell you, I have my battles. Sometimes I don't want to go work out because I'm beat. I am mentally, physically, emotionally, todo. Yeah, everything. But you go there and you do not negotiate with yourself. And you don't, even if like you, right, you finished off of work and you need that breathing room, leave your phone, have your headphones and maybe go take a walk. And I agree because I've had anxiety, you know, for a while and there's certain anxieties I can't, you know, control, you know, and and there's certain things I don't even understand my own anxiety. Right. So I know because I want to control everything and want to just keep it in control. And I feel like if I don't, you know, I'll break or, or, you know, or it's just going to, something's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've got to learn that obviously breathing, you know, breathing techniques are very good to control your, yourself. And, um, anxiety is part of trying to control everything and and trying to control certain situations you can't really control. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's my biggest thing where, you know, I want to control everything, you know, and and if that doesn't happen, what's going to happen or, or stuff that you're, you can't control. You just got to allow yourself to, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You'll, you'll, you know, if it's something bad that's going to happen, you're either going to learn from it or you are going to solve your problem, you know, yep. because if we don't have these problems and we don't have these things and we don't learn from them, we don't move on and it doesn't make us any better. Right. And yep. we don't, especially learning from them, but having, having that anxiety of stress, of stressing over something you can't control has been my biggest challenge because of this industry, right? So I want to make sure everything is perfect. Everybody gets a closing on escrow. They're getting their house keys. Uh, I don't want to be put, you know, escrow's fault or whatnot. So overstressing on something I can't control has been my biggest challenge. Mm, so I want you to see this. You see this right here? Surrender. Surrender. I got this during COVID. Wow. Okay. And it gives me chills that you're talking about that because... I used to want to control every aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. I wanted to control people. I wanted to control my environment. I wanted to control everybody else's emotions. I want to control everything. I want everybody to be happy and great. And I want to get everything done that I have to. Even saying that's going to give me anxiety. (laughs) Right? But then I realized what is that doing to my mental health? Because when I got really sick back in the days where I was telling you, it's because I had anxiety, I had depression, which I had no idea, I wasn't aware of it, but everything was coming out. Mm-hmm. So my body and the toxins got me sick. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do, I didn't know what was causing, I didn't know how to like maintain right. it and keep it. So this surrender, I realized I have two choices in life. I am going to get anxiety over the things I cannot control. I can't control if I get sick. I can't control if I get into an accident. I can't control other people's emotions. I can't control other people's words. I can't control a lot of stuff in life. Like I agree. I can't, right? And that's going to give me anxiety if I'm like, ah, right? 
or I am going to let go and let God and surrender because there's so much strength in surrendering. Amen. And yeah. letting things be the way that they need mm -hmm. to be. Control what you're able to control, right? You know that you're a badass. Right. You know you do. <laughs> Guys. Yes. I'm just going to say this woman is freaking amazing because you are. And you yeah. do so much. I appreciate and, it. And you know the things that you're able to, to control, control and the things that you can't breathe and let it go and think, okay, there's self-care and self-love. This is going to tie into, okay? Okay. Okay. So people have asked, how do you have self-love? I don't have self-love. I practice self-love, okay? Mm -hmm. So, for example, for my anxiety, I love myself more than my anxiety that I have right now, okay? Mm -hmm. Self-care is going to say, prove it. What are you going to do right. to calm down your anxiety? Okay, for me, I know that I have to either get my little lotion, breathe, my incense, my candles. I'm going to sit for two minutes and I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to listen to a positive po podcast that's going to ease my anxiety or something that's going on that's getting my head trash going crazy, right? So when you're out there and you're going through something like that, I want you to think about self-love and self-care. And you're going to say, I love myself, for example, fitness. I love myself and my health more than this pizza. <laughs> Self-care is going to Self -care. say. Self-care. Prove it. Proven. Okay. Yeah. I'm probably Where's just going to eat half a slice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh -huh. And that's how we learn or become aware of being able to surrender. Surrender. I was listening right now that you're talking about that to a, a podcast. And I'm huge, as you know, self-development yes. and self-growth, right? And the guy said, there cannot be any self-development mm -hmm. and self-growth if there's no self-awareness. That's powerful. Boom! And I was yep. like, oh, that touched me. That yeah. Because when I had my anxiety and my depression, I was not aware. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to control it. But now, because I have done the work, I know what it is that I have to do to control certain things, that now I'm aware. If you're yeah. not aware of things then, you know, how are you able to, to manage it? Right. I agree. So obviously we're coming down to our end of our little podcast here. I need another hour. Um, we need a lot, a lot of more hours, but <laughs> I read something on your Facebook in reference to coach and mentor. Um, one of your mentors is Larry. I don't know how to pronounce this. Individlia. Individlia, Larry. Individlia. Yeah, yeah. And you have a quote there that says, a mentor is not someone who walks ahead of you to show mm. you how they did it. A mentor walks alongside you to show you you can do it. Yeah. So give us a little positive um, kind of message to everybody out there that is either going through a mental health issue or, you know, coaching or just taking that taking that one step to, you know, self-love to get that, you know, care that they should be taking care of themselves um and, and and inspiring give give us something to inspire them a motivation something that you know that they can they can believe in themselves one and two give out our information and, and anybody wants to have some life coach uh, for their company wellness mental that you can reach to elizabeth and you know pick her brains she's she's a smart girl she's got it she 
She has everything. It's very inspiring, you know, with two little girls, you know, in their teenage and yeah. balancing in life, being a single mom, balancing their sports, balancing your work, balancing your business, you know. So give us those two. Give us a, a, an inspiring quote out there or inspiring message to anybody who wants to try this or that has that you know mental health or sometimes they want to give up sometimes it's mm. i don't i can't do it it's that negative little devil that is right next to you that says i can't do it and then information as to how people can reach you and you know reach out to you or pick your brains or hire you to for their company oh i love that okay so i want you guys to know that iron sharpens iron you cannot do things alone. Mm -hmm. We cannot. The greatest CEOs, the greatest entrepreneurs, the best of best hire people, okay? We need that support group, either be friends, family, hiring a coach that's going to anchor you when you need to be anchored and see you when you need to be seen. Always reach out to somebody. Mm -hmm. Just know that you're never alone. And when you're feeling like you're mentally, emotionally drained, I want you to do this, okay? And if you haven't taken anything out of this whole thing, I want you to take this <laughs> out. When you're feeling mentally, okay. emotionally drained, I want you to do something physically strong. What does that mean? That means that when you're feeling tapped out, you're feeling like your anxiety, whatever it is, I want you to do either five push-ups, burpees, five mountain climbers, something that's going to get your body moving because Got you're going to release those endorphins, those good dopamine levels. That's going to make you feel good. That's going to get your mind right. So when you're feeling like that, do that. Take a deep breath. Breathe. Just relax and remember to surrender and let go. You're right where you need to be. Just know that you're right where you need to be. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so if anybody wants to reach me, um, I know it's you're on Facebook here as we're well. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Send me a message here on um, on the DM me. Slide on my DM. Mm -hmm. um, for Instagram, all you gotta do is put Elizabeth Almeida. And then both of my uh, IGs are going to come up for the corporate wellness and also for the life coach on that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, thank you. for having me. We're having me having me in my podcast. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys in about two weeks for our next guest. Thank you. Thank pleasure. you. Bye.